The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. Now is our time to lead more powerfully consciously and collaboratively in ways that make our world a better place today and in the future. Leaders and companies will make this essential shift now. Welcome, everybody. Through Voice of America, we've, we're speaking for, to up to 3.6 million listeners in 160 countries. Now, I don't know how many we actually have because this is our third show that... We have a channel, and uh, thank you for listening in, whether you're listening in live or through the podcast. Today's show is titled, Our Global Campfire. How are you today? What are you searching for? What, what are you looking for? I've, um, I'm searching for ways to connect, encourage, and challenge you to work together even more powerfully to serve your interests and our global interests we are making the future a better place. Now, in our first episode, I talked a little bit about my corporate business uh, background. Uh, second episode, I talked a little more about the consulting and writing that I'm doing. Uh, for today's episode, our conversation, I want to introduce you a little more into some of the ways that I serve. Because with our guest today, Jeannie McPherson and Alan Davis, they take service above self. So here's some of the ways I serve, and I'm really interested in hearing more from you. So email me, dave at savagemanage.com, and tell me more about you and what you need. What do you think? So here's some of the ways I serve. I'm a co-founder of the Global Collaborative Initiative, the Company-to-Company Dispute Resolution Council, the Alberta Energy Regulator Dispute Resolution Program, and the Global Negotiation Insight Institute and Synergy Alberta, all are the all of those places that I've either founded or co-founded are ways of working together better. Synergy Alberta brings um, oil companies, landowners, environmentalists, First Nations, and next generation leaders uh, together to talk about issues, not to decide, but talk about issues. Uh, the Company to Company Dispute Resolution Council is uh, very similar. We formed that with about 100 volunteers, and we found that rather than just getting enraged and engaged and wanting to beat the other company, if we could sit down and have a situation assessment meeting, we could actually hear each other, understand each other. It doesn't mean you need to reach agreement, but understanding the other side 
and then setting a process on how do we work together to resolve this dispute. It's worked very, very well. So after 32 years in the Canadian petroleum industry and some in the United States, since, ni- since 2007, I've focused on engaging, engaging, how's that, developing and engaging collaborative leaders in su- sustainable business development. What I'm doing now is uh, some important volunteer activities with ACAM, that's the St. Mary's Indian Band, Community Enterprises. So that's economic development within the Tanaha Nation of southeastern British Columbia. I'm an active volunteer and on the Provincial Advisory Board for the Heart and Stroke Foundation of Alberta, Northwest Territories and Nunavut. And I'm also a volunteer for the Trans-Canada Trail, Trails BC, Rotary, and we'll talk more about uh, that with Alan and Jeannie today, and the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. I do this work, like I said last week, for you. I also do this work, my radio show and my book, uh, for my grandchildren, for Quinn, Sarah, Bailey, Charlie, and all those that are yet to be born. And equally so, I do it for you as a leader, as a shareholder, as an innovator, an entrepreneur, as a business person, trying to get beyond the cultures of, of top-down uh, messenger leadership. So this show today, we are uh, titling it Our Global Campfire. We're featuring Rotary International and two leaders who collaborate for youth leadership in the world. Those leaders are Alan Davis of British Columbia and Jeannie McPherson in uh, Washington State. The key messages, so here's the three things that I really want us to focus on today, the three things that I'm going to loop around when we close Mediates make us ignorant, cold, and disconnected. Mediates make us ignorant, cold, and disconnected. Secondly, how to light our global campfire and form our circle. And thirdly, third key message is Rotary International does great work locally and globally, service above self. And I'm saying this because uh, I'm a Rotarian, I'm very proud, uh, and you know, whether it's Lions, what, whatever service club or organization that you wish to serve or create, do it. You know, it, that is such a powerful opportunity to make our world a better place and make ourselves a better place. Recently, like many of you, you've probably listened to uh, political debates. In the last few weeks, we've, I've listened to the Republican Party in the United States and the three major polit- political parties in Canada i got to tell you, I'm really sad. What I hope to hear is leadership, collaboration, integrity, and vision. Instead, what I hear over and over and over is fear, isolation, blame, coming mostly from wealthy, grouchy, old white men. Where is the love? Where is our future? Where do we serve? It is beyond time to reinvent democracy around the world. Democracy isn't something that's run by our reptilian brains or out of fear. It's out of vision, commitment, service, and leadership. So let me tell you a quote from my upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration. 
And I'm going to read this. So uh, my son Dan in Los Angeles has said, Dad, be more alive, uh, less reading, but Dan, I'm going to read this. Uh, I think it's important, and I want you, my listener, to know. So I coined the term mediates, M-E-D-I-O-T-S, mediates. They are those in the media and the world who subscribe to narrow, exclusive, one-dimensional thinking, who cast fear, separation, and misunderstanding in their pronouncements on current events and issues. So here is how we can show our leadership to take charge in solving many challenges, a circle. Instead of that reactive blame game, shame game that we are subjected to on social media, Twitter, Facebook, from the political leaders, form a circle. Come together, listen, speak, connect, solve, learn, and be a community. Our earth is a circle. Our life is a circle, a circle in collaboration. When my son Dan was, I think he was about four years old, in kindergarten, he did a project, and I still have this poster he developed, Life is a Circle. It's just fantastic. He knew then, and the circle includes all of us. We are one. So consider that all the expertise and experience we have may not be enough effectively to successfully deal with the great challenges we face today as individuals, families, organizations, professions, and nations. Consider the collective wisdom that is possible from a circle of listening, speaking, and understanding and co-creating solutions. This is an invitation to engage with people who care about subjects and questions that matter to you and your organization. Your circle will be most successful in solving significant challenges when you bring in others whose opinions and experiences are very different from yours. We can't let the grouchy old white guys continue to form our platform. We can no longer afford groupthink or yes-men. The stakes are too high. We must invite in the First Nations, the environmentalists, the Americans, the Chinese, the Koreans, the Malaysians the Spanish, the Serbians, the Syrians. So how do we light our global campfire? These are the principles of great circles. Our intention must be authentic, number one. Number two, we build relationship and trust first. Number three, we invite and respect diversity of opinion. Yes, diversity Invite and respect in those that disagree with you. We establish key questions that matter. We listen. We seek new ideas from the collective wisdom. On to number seven. So that let's go back, actually. Collective wisdom. I believe that one plus one can equal 11. Through compromise, one plus one often equals one half. And we're open to unexpected outcomes. That's just, this is so critical to me. When we collaborate, when I'm open, when I realize that I don't have the truth, I don't have your truth and you don't have my truth, brilliance comes. We take as long as it takes. In our radio show, you'll hear from Aboriginal leaders. You'll hear from business leaders. It just takes time. 
You got to go slow before you go fast. Nine step, nine consideration or characteristic of great circles. We commit to action and hold accountability. So what are the questions that matter? From our list of significant challenge we face, choose with courage and vision. Remember not to sell or attempt to convince. Listen first. Understand what the underlying interests are and be open to what arises. Yeah, let it come. Let it percolate. Let it evolve through that listening, that collective wisdom. As leaders, let's work with all the diversity of opinions and perspectives we can, well-rounded. Let's create outcomes never believed possible. Let's move from immediate champion division to an inclusive vision. A wonderful outcome is that business may do far better business and create better bottom lines. We have seen too much of the fear-based mentality that serves select interests. Select interest. Fear-based politicians. Where are the visionaries? Who are the visionaries? Think about your nation, your country. Who are the leaders that you say... I understand. I want to be with them. I support them. Instead, we castigate and we blame and we shame. So let's light our global campfire. Let's come together within your business, within your team. Let's start over. Let's start by listening first, by setting intention and serving the other. Interestingly enough, through my 40 years in negotiation and dispute resolution and collaborative leadership development, I know that if I go to your side first and understand, not agree, but understand, then it allows you to, to come to me. Then it allows us to collaborate. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. 
Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. and who is one It's so simple, it's so wise No defeat, no compromise It's the future It's already begun So find a win, win, win Or walk away Everybody wins Or find a better way No exceptions, no excuses No one wins if someone loses It's a brand new game And that's the way we play Today's guest is Jeannie McPherson. 
She's got a PhD in organizational communication and provides customized workforce development that emphasizes collaborative leadership skills. With a master's degree in French and Spanish, she draws out the best from cross-functional and multicultural, multi-ethnic groups. This is so important, Jeannie, about the diversity and the embracing uh, the collaborative leadership. Jeannie is a former professor um, and has developed a model for making leadership choices in moments of interaction. So it's in the moment as opposed to you got to refer to a book. Um, for collaboration, her career has evolved from technical editing, writing in areas of nuclear waste management to consulting and change leadership, conflict management, and interactive skills development. Her current project brings together 30 years of career expertise in her newest program and upcoming book, How Do You Do Leadership? Collaboration for Our Multi-Stakeholder Workplaces. Jeannie, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, and and, uh, thank you for Alan Davis for introducing us uh, a few months ago. We're going to be doing some work together on conflict management and Rotary Rotary Youth Leadership Program. Um, Jeannie, tell us a little more about your book and the work that you do. Well, thank you, Dave. I I appreciate this opportunity to do that. My uh, model and my book are directly an outcome of requests from participants in my classes and seminars. And, um, you know, I think that we mostly can agree on what collaboration looks like, what leadership looks like. But in my programs, people say, well, what do I say when somebody does X? Or what do I say when there's a blocker? Or what, what do I say when? And it's, it's those things that trip us up. So I've kind of evolved to, to a focus on the uh, interaction in a moment. Sometimes we can plan. Sometimes we can get everybody on board. But then in the moment, things just fall apart. So I'm very interested in process and the moment of interaction, and that's what my model is, and that's what my book is. Hmm. Yeah, that's a it's a very holistic approach, Jeannie, where you you must be present and ready to uh, interact, and at the same time look at the complete system. So, what's Jeannie? What's the value of collaboration? Why would we do this thing? We often talk about it, but why would we actually want to do it? Well, we want to do it, and mainly we want to do it when things are important enough that whoever's at the table realizes that we're all going down or we can work together and come up with something we haven't thought of yet. Uh, In my experience, if you've got any one person that thinks they can block something, the the collaboration is going to be very difficult. So um, the value is research is pretty compelling to say that the longest-term solutions, the most buy-in, the most commitment, are when people come together and collaborate. And uh, these uh, even great ideas rolled out from the top often are not well accepted. So collaboration really is, is, uh, is our future salvation in my mind. Yeah, wonderful. Just a beautiful vision. Now, Jeannie, help me and our listeners across the world to, to think about, okay, what's an in-the-moment uh, coaching that you might do? Can you give us an example, just one example, where I'm uh, hearing something from my boss or my workers, whichever way you want to go, and 
the hair on the back of my neck goes up when I hear the the word collaboration or let's have a meeting. Can can you give us an example of the the in-the-moment coaching that you're uh, bringing forward in your new book? Uh, If you don't mind, I'll go about that in a slightly different way. Uh, I actually have a nice example uh, where I can uh, talk about um, an engineering manager that told me this story not long ago that he had the best, brightest engineer. He'd had him for about two years, hired right out of the university, and uh, was in a performance review meeting that went very well. He got top marks for everything. And this young engineer asked, how can I get a job? And it was three or four levels above the one he was in. And so this manager was just dumbfounded, didn't know how to respond, and responded, and he just blurted out, well, well, that's impossible. You don't just go from a level one to a level three or four. You've got a process. You've got steps <laughs> to take. And uh, this engineer, the best and brightest, quit the next week. And uh, the end of that particular story was he started his own engineering firm and 15 years later had a multimillion-dollar firm. But the, the interesting thing in the coaching mm. part was – we don't have to blurt out the first thing that comes to mind. Collaboration would be affirming what you hear. That would be one step you could take. And what if this manager had just said, wow, your talent and drive are really important to our organization. In, in my way and my model, that's a collaborative opening. That gives you time, uh, buys you time to think, and it encourages another person to continue talking so that you can look for some places where you might have some overlapping values. And there are other steps along the way, but I thought that was very interesting. In 15 years, this manager had was still dumbfounded and could not see why um, this particular person quit. Wow, that, that's a tremendously powerful example where... It cost that manager in that company a lot of opportunity. And what you're telling us is if they would just take in that moment, they could turn from that paraphrase, that curiosity, to saying, well, if that was possible, what steps might we design together to make this happen and turn it into a powerful, empowered future leader? And there, yes, and there are other steps in my model, too. After you affirm in a collaborative way, that says you're open, maybe, given the responses, you would have three other choice points in my model. Maybe you would choose something to empower this individual. Maybe you would coach. Or if there was resentment for an unfair system, maybe you would deal with conflict management. But the point is collaboration means staying open to whatever happens. And uh, in this instance, I, I agree. I think this young engineer might have stayed longer, at least. Yeah, there, there's a real value proposition underneath your example, Jeannie, where I'm thinking about it and thinking, wow, the manager may have just been too busy, but for the sake of five minutes, look at the cost. For the sake of awareness, just look at the, what he's lost and the opportunity he's never actually become aware of simply because he didn't take your first step. And think of how that's multiplied throughout our organizations. Yeah. 
Jeannie, if you could, could you spend a little bit uh, as we close now? Could you? I'd like you to do two things. Is could you talk a little bit about Rotary and how you see your role as helping collaboration in Rotary International? And then the last thing is, what would be one challenge for our listeners around the world to think about that you can put in front of them? Thank you for those questions, Dave. Um, I'm very excited about Rotary and uh, what I'm doing right now. I'm a facilitator in the Rotary Leadership Institute, and that's an international uh, development program. And I was asked to develop a half-day graduate program on conflict management for uh, our clubs. And so I have uh, developed a program based on this model, this interactive model, what do you say when, and practice for uh, people in Rotary that go through Rotary leadership. And um, Rotary is wonderful, and yet we all have, as human beings, tension or conflict or different points of view. So I'm very excited to be able to uh, bring this model to, uh, to Rotary International. And I guess the, the challenge in closing for people that may be listening um, is, is what everybody's saying is stay open to the moment. And the hardest skill that I see that people have difficulty grasping is just to affirm what they hear as a default interaction. Not judging it, just like the previous example I gave, if, if, the, if the manager had just said, your talent and drive are important to this organization, that doesn't promise a promotion. It's just an acknowledgement of affirming the value that is here, that, that this person was expressing. And so my challenge is listen for value and affirm value. I, I don't want to give a lecture, so maybe I should stop there. Thank you, Dave. Well, that, that's such a gift, that one response, that one pause, that one opening. Uh, Jeannie McPherson, her next book, and look for it, and I will be uh, collaborating and encouraging you to look for it. How do you do leadership? Collaboration for our multi-stakeholder workplaces. Thank you so much, Jeannie McPherson. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Dave. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company, while creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network. Seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 
52 Leadership Lessons is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Before the break, we talked about mediates, about how to light our campfire, our global campfire, and service about, about self. We um, offered you the opportunity in your or- organization to think about what are the ways that you can light your campfire, change your leadership style, change your organization. I offer these uh, 10 steps, which I'll talk about later, and the characteristics of great circles uh, in the hopes that there will be something for you wherever you are in an organization and in the world to move forward. Uh, Email me at dave at com and let me know your thoughts. I will respond. Today I'm really delighted. Another good friend and, and... Someone I have the deepest appreciation for is Alan Davis. Alan has been a member of the Rotary Club of Cranbrook Sunrise since 1997. I'm a member of that in the last uh, three, four years. Served, Alan served as its president in 2001-2002 and as district governor for Rotary in 2008 and 2009. He has felt, held several positions in Rotary, both at the district and zone level. I know Alan's respected globally. He has attended a uh, leadership conference in San Francisco uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, He has a lot of wisdom and a lot of heart. Um, Alan was born in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and uh, educated in Ottawa, Vancouver, and Spokane. He has a master's of education, and he's taught uh, chemistry and computer studies. He was retired in 1998. And he continues his love of education in retirement in the role of district and divisional chair of the Rotary Leadership Institute. Alan, welcome. What would you like to share with uh, our listeners uh, a little more about yourself, your life, and your purpose? Uh, Thanks for the welcome, David. Uh, I I think one of the things about uh, what you had just finished saying about me, those kind words were that I've been able to, I've been gifted to be able to continue my love of education and sharing information uh, with Rotarians through the Rotary Leadership Institute. Uh, following my year as, as governor, we needed and I took on the role of district trainer. And it was there that I found a, a place where I could fit and I could work with Rotarians in a, in a way that has become incredibly meaningful to me. So I'm thankful for that opportunity very much. So tell me a little more, tell us a little more about why it's incredibly meaningful to you. One of the things that I really loved when I was teaching in, in the high school and in the junior high, and I see it with the Rotary Leadership Institute, is that 
learn light when it comes on in people's eyes. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and you see that they really understand what's going on. Uh, then they start talking with other people. And the lovely thing about the, the sessions that we do with the RLI is that we have people from many different clubs. So we have people who have not uh, perhaps even met each other before that day. They start talking together and they talk in a way that is very different than what they would actually encounter in their own club, I think. And they share information. They discuss ideas. Uh, they, they come to a point where they really understand that working together is an amazing thing. And when that light comes on and it's there at the end of the day, it's the, it's the thing that can carry you on wings back home at the end of the day. <laughs> I love that uh, metaphor, the, the learning light, the light of learning. It's when the light bulb comes on. Oh, yeah. I've also, uh, through some of your work, I've, I've had an opportunity to hear and meet some of the uh, participants in the uh, Rotary Youth Leadership and, and young people who live across the international border between British Columbia and Washington, Idaho, Montana, actually learning not only about themselves for the first time, that while they might live you know, within 500 miles or 800 kilometers of each other, it's really for the, the first time they get to know the experience of this is what it is to be young in America or young in Canada. And then they turn to our opportunities in the world. It's true. Uh, in, in my early uh, experience within Rotary, I was deeply involved with the Rotary Youth Exchange Program and chaired the district committee for four years. Uh, that's a, a program that my wife and I have, uh, have become deeply in love with and are participating in different ways as, as our, our lives get more mature. But the, the Leadership Institute that we're talking about does more than just touch young people. It touches people who are into their 80s, believe it or not. And that's another aspect of it, that you see both the young and the old, or older, shall we say, coming together and sharing things and going, ah, now I see, now I understand. It's like all of a sudden shifting positions of viewpoint and the bear that was hiding behind the tree now becomes visible. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. It, it, is a, it is a gift uh, that you bring and listening brings. Um, Alan, you've, you've uh, recently done some of your leadership work and participated at a Rotary conference in San Francisco. Uh, what, was, what were the accomplishments? What, what did you walk away from that conference with? Well, probably the biggest thing was my head was so crammed full of information and feelings that it's taken me uh, several days to really begin to sort it out and put it into a framework. It was called a Youth Young Professionals Summit, where we had district leaders and young professionals, all Rotarians, by the way, gathered together at the Haas School of Business and Innovation at the UC Berkeley campus. It was an amazing event. And we started off by uh, the district leaders and the young professionals meeting in two separate locations on the campus, discussing some of the things that we felt needed to be addressed or even examined that could be barriers to young professionals joining Rotary and, and being accepted. When we got together, the, the 
the progress that we made, the things that we discussed, sometimes uh, I felt, gee, we'd actually known these things, but we didn't have the courage to say, yeah, let's do something about it here. <laughs> However, uh, the, uh, the ability to work together, uh, these two apparently disparate groups, was an amazing thing. And it just left me, and is still in, in many ways, it leaves me reeling with the possibilities that can be brought back into our own Rotary District to work with the young professionals in our, in our Rotary Clubs. Yeah, I've, uh, I've got a judgment, I'll self-confess, that uh, uh, in the days of my father and before, mentorship and championing the next generation of leaders seems to be a common thing. All too often today, the busyness of our companies and our organizations uh, turn the youth into messengers as opposed to innovators. And when I hear about your experience and the Innovation Center, that's really exciting where uh, the next generation, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking whether that next generation is one year old or 60 years old, but those that are about to take control of the organizations have an opportunity to say yes to, to what their visions are. I hear you, Alan, talking about things that you knew before, but together they came to the surface and you set some plans and some initiatives to, to act globally and locally. Yes, uh, we did. And it was interesting of the 23 rotary districts that were represented there. And that was, that was every one of the districts in the two zones. Each one of them had a slightly different take on which um, initiative they wanted to tackle first. The overlaps, if you put them all together, the overlaps were incredible. But each one of the districts realized that they were slightly different. Perhaps not even being totally conscious of, of the fact that they had acknowledged that. And they looked at different solutions. But the main thing, the main thing was that they felt that they could treat each other, the two different age groups, very same, the very same. You, you didn't have to say, oh, pat the young ones on the head. Treat them, <laughs> like a, treat them like a pet. And when it comes to saying, okay, here's what you can do, uh, you give them all the hard stuff that uh, the older folks didn't want to do or you can turn them into small slaves. No, you treated them as equal partners. And that was the key thing that... Uh, we needed to have reinforced your your comment about the mentoring from the previous generation and our, our our parents yes and i think we need to get back to saying we need to do that again yeah and there's a there's an opportunity there to realize i know you know this i look around at uh, the next generation whether they be 50 years old whether they be my children and grandchildren and their friends and i think wow this is the most amazing generation. And wow, while we're so globally aware, we're mm -hmm. so disconnected. We're so left alone. It's a huge irony, isn't it? Uh, being connected, but being so separated in so many ways. Uh, I don't know what the cause is. Uh, I'm not sure that even uh, knowing what the cause is will be a big help. I think what we have to simply say is we need to get back together in whatever ways we can get together through uh, collaborative work. That seems to be the sensible way to do it. it. It uses up very little time if you do it efficiently, and it gets to the point where you want to be. 
you actually say you want to say yes yeah the um so I, I want to make sure our listeners around the world uh, have an opportunity to realize that while we're talking about Rotary, there are many service clubs, many opportunities to uh, connect, to collaborate, to work together, to have courage together. Um, but getting back to Rotary specifically, Alan, for our listener, if they wanted to learn more about leadership, about Rotary, about how to be involved and serve, Tell us some ideas, some things that they might do, some some uh, places uh, online that they might visit, a- anything that uh, you can provide an invitation to our listener. Sure. The easiest spot would be to go to the Rotary International website, uh, www.rotary.org, and there you'll be able to find a lot of information just about what Rotary happens to be. The other thing is, Almost every town in Canada and America has a Rotary Club. Uh, Not everyone, but almost everyone. And the Chambers of Commerce will be able to tell you exactly where those Rotary Clubs meet. Um, It's an interesting thing that uh, Rotary does this, and, and we've talked about it, but I have used that collaborative work that we've been talking about specifically in Rotary. I've used it in so many other uh, ways and stuff that I've been fortunate to uh, to take advantage of with uh, BC Games or with uh, planning a national golf tournament. It's It's been incredibly helpful. Wonderful. Now, Alan Davis of uh, Cranbrook, British Columbia, you and I and Jeannie McPherson, who we'll talk to later in this episode, are working on youth leadership and conflict resolution skills. As we close, what's one thing that you might wish our listeners to become or be more aware of? I think what we have to do is listen to what other people are saying, making sure that it doesn't have to be our way. It has to be a way to get to the goal. You talked about uh, you know, a one plus one sometimes equaling a half. And I think what we have to do is realize if we want to get to the same goal, there's all sorts of different ways. And listening to other opportunities and ways to get there, we might find a better way. We need to do it together because we all want to get to that final goal. Thank you so much, Alan Davis, uh, Cranbrook Sunrise Rotary, British Columbia. Thanks, David, for the opportunity. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. 
See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. This is David B. Savage. Before the break, we were talking about conflict resolution, leadership, rotary youth leadership, and how to light our global campfire. Our guests, Jeannie McPherson and Alan Davis, are great examples of service above self as they offer their wisdom to those that are making our world a better place. Now in our weekly show, I want to engage your amygdala, your reptilian brain, because uh, this is the time for Outrage of the Week. Outrage is... uh, how we get things so wrong too often. You know, in our uh, first show, we talked about the Syrian refugee and the little boy, Alan, uh, who, whose body, whose picture of his body washed up on the Turkish uh, seashore, changed the world, made, created empathy. Last week, we talked about Uber and the conflict that just continues to go around Uber. So... This week, we started our show with mediates, mediates being those in the media and the world and politics who subscribe to narrow, exclusive, one-dimensional thinking, who cast fear, separation, and misunderstanding in their pronouncements on our current events and issues. Too often, our reptilian brains take charge, and on social media, we rage against whatever sparks our reptilian brain. And so often, this shaming, blaming, we actually destroy without knowledge, empathy, learning, or accountability. Without accountability. If you're face-to-face, what would the conversation be in person versus sitting at your keyboard and shaming and blaming? This week's example, and I'm not going to use names. I, I don't want to go into the into the people, I want to go into the message about Outrage of the Week. There's an example of a professional woman participating in a conference in Winnipeg a couple of years ago, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. She was annoyed that her experience of the conference was challenged by two professional men sitting in a row right behind her. They were talking about sex, about who they would like to take to bed, and the size of their, quote, dongles. Imagine that. Professional man, professional woman, how would you feel? Get your place into one of those three people. Well, what happened, and, and this is a true story, the woman turned, took a cell phone photo of the two men, and sent a tweet to the conference organizers about her disgust and asking them to deal with it. It was uncomfortable, and she was not there in the conference to hear this nonsense. 
Well, the good news, the organizers did. They talked with the men and the woman. The men were asked to leave the conference. Now, that, that got onto social media, you know, Twitter feed and then Facebook. And here's a very brief history of what apparently happened. Hundreds of people around the world reacted. It could have actually been thousands of people and stated on social media their positions in favor of the woman and against the men. You can imagine. Then, a few uh, days later, a few weeks later, one of the men apologized on Twitter, said he was sorry for doing it, but wanted the woman to know that he'd been fired from his work because of this. And, of course, the next thing that happened is Hundreds and thousands of people around the world reacted and stated on social media their support of the men. And further, they condemned the woman. It was her fault. How dare she? And then, a while later, yes, this is true, the woman was fired from her work. And yes, according to a report that I heard last night, two years later, the woman is still looking for work. What did she do? She wanted to stop sexual harassment. She wanted to stop two men interfering with her experience of a professional conference. This went way, way, way overboard. Can you imagine that? At least two people unable to find work because of momentary conversation, tweet, that just went global. How will we learn and break through to yes? Well, we could be curious, reach out, learn, integrate, and form a new perspective. Be in the world this way. Be in the world. Form your own perspective. You know, recently the flip-flopping, you know, I've talked about shaming and blaming, and in politics recently there's a lot of talk about flip-flopping of politicians. I say, instead of exposing yourself as a leader or a politician in your family, your community, on the platform, nationally, globally, by taking a position before you actually know the ground, know the environment, know the people involved, why don't you talk to people, listen, form an opinion that's fully informed, And be prepared as you learn more, as time goes on, as your knowledge, as the light of learning turns on, as Alan had shared with us. Be prepared to continue to learn. But now we condemn our leaders, our politicians for flip-flop. If they take a position and then they have to change it, well, they are weak. My goodness. My goodness. So in my book, what you'll find is the 10 steps 10 essential steps to collaboration. What we'll find in the coming series, the next 10 episodes, I'm going to go through these 10 steps. Uh, You can see the 10 steps on my website, davidbsavage.com. You can pre-order the book. I don't have time right now, but today we've talked about how things go wrong. We've talked about lighting our own campfire Very quickly, I will share the 10 steps, and they will be the subject of this next week's show, Set Intention, number two, Be Aware, 
embrace conflict, seek diversity, design the collaboration, come together. So notice that come together is actually step number six. That's where most people start to collaborate is when they call a meeting. Meetings, bloody meetings. Number seven, listen deeply. Collaborate with vision. Where, are the, where is the vision of the Donald Trumps of the world, the Angela Merkels of the world? Where is the vision? Lead from there and lead. Too often collaboration is manipulation or avoidance. We need strong leadership, purposeful with accountability. And number 10, make it so. Positively change the energy and the future together. So today we have talked about our key messages. Uh, They are, mediates make us ignorant, cold and disconnected. Two, how we can light our global campfire and form our circle. I've given you those nine considerations, characteristics. We've learned about Rotary International. We've learned about the great work and service above self. We've learned from Alan and Jeannie. Next week, we will be featuring Set Intention is the theme of the show, and we'll be featuring the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers and their expertise as collaborators. We'll have our guests next week, Patricia Morgan of Calgary and David Guthrow of Vancouver. Future shows will go through each of my 10 essential steps to collaboration. So please listen every week. Listen and we'll talk about the Heart and Stroke Foundation. We'll teach more, a little more about the Enneagram and we have so much work to do together. So be aware, light your campfire. Thank you so much for joining me today and see you in the next episode. Thank you for your time and collaborative vision. Thanks for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week.